Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so today is September 11, 2015, and we're on ACC call number 7. So how's your week been going? Cool. Um, it was pretty good. I worked with my sister-in-law's cat. Um, didn't do too bad. I think I asked about seven or eight questions, and I got a couple of them wrong. So I guess that's one of my questions about, and I was a nervous wreck. So I kept thinking I was going to be judged. So is, I mean, do you, do you always get everything right? Do you, do you know you get questions wrong? Do the owners let you know? Or, you know, how do you deal with the owners yeah, type of thing? absolutely. So first off, in the beginning, you did better than I did in the beginning. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I was like 50-50. So if you only got a couple wrong, you're doing really well, Andy. Um, so oh. today, present time, so I've been doing this work for nine years professionally now and working with clients. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, there are times where things come through, and I'm like, does that make sense to you? And they'll be like, no, not so much. And if that's the case, no problem. I just go back to the dog, and, and I ask them, okay, they're not understanding this. What is it you need to tell me? And the animal will either A, clarify something I misunderstood or sometimes now and again I hear the exact same answer they told me the first time and if I get that again I say okay well I get that and I understand you but your people don't can you word it in a way they'll understand okay Um, so yeah I just go back to the animal and I clarify now if the people still can't understand what the animal saying then I just let it go let me give you a great okay. example, okay? So um, I'm talking to a dog, it's probably about a year ago, and the dog says to the owners randomly, I really like the smiling girl at the window. She always gives me good stuff. Now, uh, the owners could not make heads or tails who the heck this girl at the window was. I described the girl as somebody with brown hair who was probably in their 20s. They're like, oh, we don't have any family or friends that fit that description. We, we don't know any, what he was talking about. Anyway, I was like, okay, I went back to the dog, and the dog just kept giving me, you know, happy feelings around this, this loving, this, or, you know, situation. So anyway, I wasn't getting anything more, so I let it go. And the owners emailed me two weeks later. They said, oh, we know the girl at the window. We always take him through and give him um, ice cream whenever we go to McDonald's. So oh. that's the girl at the drive through window. Now, oh, I didn't get an inkling on it was a car ride associated with it or there was ice cream as part of the picture. You know, if those things had come through, if the dog had thought to mention them, and I didn't know enough questions at that moment to even, even kind of shoot in the wind and ask, oh, was there ice cream uh-huh. <laughs> Was there a car uh-huh. Um But it later made sense, and that will happen as well. But, see, I'll let it go because it's like, okay, we're not making heads or tails. I can try rephrasing the question. We're still not getting anywhere, so I'm going to let it go and trust that if it really needs to come through, if it's just that important, it'll come through in a, in a way that people do understand it. And then there's times where, you know, I'll be like, you know, your, your animal's saying that he really loves his chew toy. You know, um, I can't give you an exact example. It's not coming to mind, but I'll, I'll, I'll describe mm-hmm. the toys feeling to me like fabric. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I would say it might be a stuffed animal. And they're like, well, he doesn't have any stuffed animals, but he's got a rope toy that's made out of fabric. And I'll be like, okay, that's it then. So, mm-hmm. 
don't expect, like, definitely expect everything to be exactly as it shows up in the real world. Uh-huh. Because you're reading okay. energy. It's not an exact science what we're doing. It's not right. like you've got the object or the scene right in front of you. So, you know, you're just reading energy to the best of your ability. And you know what? That's good enough. Okay. So basically when people ask you, you know, to get in touch with their animals and find out information, we're going to be getting away from, you know, what's his favorite food and all this kind of stuff. It'll be more specific stuff that they're more concerned about? Uh, depends on the owner. Some owners okay. come and they've never had an AC session before and they're just like, what's my animal have to say? And they'll have zero questions. And what uh-huh. I usually say to them is, okay, so asking specific, specific questions of your pets will yield specific answers. If you ask them a general question like, how are you, they're probably going to answer good or fine, okay, just uh-huh. like a human would. So we can go <laughs> a lot deeper, but you've got to ask the specific question. So I'll encourage the people to come up with something specific. Um, okay. A lot of times the food question does come up. Is my pet happy with their food? Does he okay. like his food? Those are common questions. Okay, okay. So, yeah, and I can see that with somebody who maybe has just adopted someone um, and they just want to get some information from the animal. Mm -hmm. Yep, Okay. exactly. And, you know, with those people who are totally brand new, if they're not coming up with any questions, in the beginning as a beginner, I used to feel like I was on the spot because they're just expecting me to, you know, waft off with all this flowery information from their animal. And their animal's just a bit not of a chatty Cathy. Instead, it's more of the shy or, you know, I speak my mind and then I'd be quiet kind of guy. (laughs) And I would be Uh. like, oh, I'm in the spotlight. So what you can do there is you can ask the animal, is there anything you want them to know? Because they're here wanting to hear anything and everything you have to say. Or you can ask the animal specific questions. How do you feel about your food? Okay, the animal says he feels this way about his favorite food and he really likes the cat next door. And you can, as the ACer, prompt the animal with questions if the owners mm-hmm. don't have any and you're getting basically nothing. Okay. So if an animal is shy, say, and you're not getting information, would you go to, say, for instance, what you want to do today, you know, ask the universe? Um, if the, no, not so much. I, I usually, I mean, no, not with a shy animal. With a shy animal, okay. it's just usually their nature. They're quiet by nature. Um, okay. If they're shy because I feel them being hesitant, like they're uncertain about the conversation, I'll uh-huh. actually say to them out loud, your person has arranged for this session. They want to hear from you. They've given me permission to speak with okay. you today. And what I find is that eases a lot of animals who are worried about talking with you because, you know, hey, this is totally brand new and their person, they don't know if their person gave the okay or not. That settles uh-huh. a lot of them down. Okay. Okay. And then um, do you get spontaneous communication? I don't mean when you're working with a client. You know, you're walking in the park or down the street and you, and, and you might hear an animal calling out to you in your yeah. mind. To, you Occasionally do. Okay. I do hear that. Some of okay. hear that more than others. Um, uh-huh. My boundaries are pretty high right now at uh-huh. where I am in life, so I tend not to hear too much. But, oh, yes. I will hear that every now and then. <laughs> cool. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that was it. Have you, you know, I was on Facebook, of course, and you get all these ads, or no, somebody posted something about that trust technique. Have you heard of that? Yes. I watched the video. I took him up yeah. on, if you go on his website, he's got a little free, you know, view thing right. for one day for free. I did do right. that, and I watched the first probably, I don't know, Six videos are so excellent, excellent work. Um, it, okay. For him, he's going into presence, which is uh, 
I mean, it's, we go into presence when we connect with the animals, whether you realize it or not, you're going to that space of quiet mind, which is a state of presence. But he does it with uh, a long-term state of presence, and he doesn't uh-huh. do too much ACing. Um, right. One of the gals, an AC friend of mine, actually wrote him and asked a question, and I don't remember her question, but I remember the answer. He had written her back. He said, as an animal communicator these days, um, even though I started out doing just AC work straight, once I developed this technique, uh, 70% of my work with clients these days that hire me is with the trust technique because I find that allows the animals to shift quicker than doing the 30% of my still job or career as being straight animal communication work because the animals don't change as quickly. So that was very interesting. Okay. Yeah, I watched it and I'm like, well, an animal always settles down anyway. You know, when he did the dogs and the cats, the horses were amazing. But then I went when I had to go do um, a shift over at Paws and I tried it and I was amazed at the results, you know, of all the cats that came over much more than usual and sat with me and then the one bully who swats everybody actually came over and hung out with me. And when I switched rooms, he would follow me wherever I went. So I said, well, there maybe is something to this. So I just wanted to get your feel on it because I didn't know if it was, well, you know, they sit down eventually anyway and look at you when you're talking, you know, so how much of this is real, you know. So um, so that's good to know. The animals are attracted to that balanced energy of presence that you're offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. So, okay, that's good. Um, all right, basically, I think that's it. All right, awesome. Well, good job yeah. for practicing uh, with your, your sister then. So make sure that yeah. you find somebody else to practice with because I really want you yeah. to keep up with that. Yeah. All right, so today what I'd like to do is actually have us do some role playing. You're going to be the animal communicator, and I'm going to pretend to be the owner asking questions. Now, I've got four animals that I sent you this morning, uh, the mountain mm-hmm. lion as well as three of my clients' animals. And we're not going to work with the animals directly. We're going to go to the universe for all the answers. That way we don't bother the animals. But these are actually clients that I've had within the last probably two weeks. So it's still fresh in my mind what they said and the questions that the owners had asked. So I want you to really practice that flow, if you will. And the flow doesn't mean fast. The flow means just the, you know, owner asks the question, kind of like what you did with your sister. Okay, the uh-huh. owner asks the question, and, you know, when you're live in person, uh, ACR gives the answer, taking as much time as they require in order to relay it. Okay? Okay. So who do you want to work with? Um, well, Snow, he's just beautiful. She's beautiful. But, so let me ask you a question. When, when you do start a session, for instance, some of the things that you told me about, do you ask the owner questions if they weren't specific, you know, in terms of like um, uh, Lewis with the, with the peeing issues? Would you ask, did you take him to, to the vet yeah. yet? You know, things like that? The owner. Yeah, I do. I, I okay. tell the owner... Um, I want you to tell me anything and everything you're seeing from the human perspective. Now, some owners uh-huh. will come back with the retort of, well, how are you going to get information from the animal if I tell you everything? And I always explain to them there's two sides to every coin. I want the human huh. perspective so that we don't have to wait, I don't have to waste time figuring it out with your animal, which is going to take twice as long. And instead, I can focus on relaying to you the animal side of the coin. So Uh it's going to actually help me, since I'm human like you are, to ask, Uh help you ask ideal questions. So I, I, every now and then, I will get an owner who is stubborn, and they they Uh will ask you, you know, cryptic messages, and it just, 
Huh. I don't know. It depends on my mood that day. Sometimes it drives me crazy, yeah. and other times yeah. I, I tolerate it. I had an uh-huh. owner ask, what is my dog's favorite thing to do that we've been doing the last two weeks? And I said to the owner, I explained about specific versus general questions. She said, well, let's just see what he says. I was in such a mood I was willing to play her testing game, which is really what it was about. And I Uh said to her, he's showing me an image of being in a little red wagon and you pulling him along and him going wee down the hill. Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, you know, some of the stuff that I hear is just wacky and crazy. How can this be accurate? So you know what? There are moments, Andy, that to this Uh day I'd love to tell you I'm perfectly confident, but nah, every now and then, 1% of the time, that inkling comes up. Well, the owner confirmed, yes, we've been doing a little red wagon because he can't walk anymore and we take him for walks using the little red wagon. So it depends on your mood. If you feel like answering it, you can. Do know you can say, well, you know, I'm sorry that question isn't clear enough. I, I don't feel like I can get a response from the animal without greater clarity. You can uh-huh. always handle okay. it that way. Okay. Okay. It's interesting because this is why I want to work with animals. I'm so tired of humans' judgments and testing and yeah. all of that. So I was like, oh, this yeah. will be nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I loved last week with the, uh, with the working with the animal on, you know, getting them adopted. I said, oh, that's perfect. I like that. So. But, yeah, I guess that's my big thing, too, about, like you were just saying, you know, um, these past few minutes about feeling like I'm on stage, you know, and, and yeah. you know, I've got to perform, and how am I going to be judged, you know? Well, so, yeah. Okay. Yep. It gets easier over time. I, I, I can only promise you that because I've been through that. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so Snow. So I'll give you her information so you can connect, but connect through the universe. If you make it okay. your intention to connect or glean all information, all answers, all questions asked from the universe, it will be so. Okay. Uh-huh. So just so you can be clear on the animal. Uh, so Snow, she's a 12, 12-year-old female Borza, Borzoi. Um, she is, all these animals are living, and she has been with her owner since she was a puppy. Um, she lives... Gosh, she's not out west. I forget where she lives. She's someplace on the east coast of America. So that should be enough. So the universe is actually always there, Andy. You don't have to say universe, 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 like you do for the Uh animals. (laughs) Um, So no need to tune in. You just bring your attention to the universe. So go ahead and ask the universe these questions. The first question the owner had asked is, how is Snow feeling in her body? Does she hurt anywhere? And I get, yes, she has some pains. Yes, well done. And the owner says to you, can you tell me where? I get in the limbs, back limbs. This is correct. And now the owner asks, Okay, we do see weakness in the hind limb of this dog. She can still walk and stand and rise from a lay down to a stand-up position, even though she struggles. On a scale of, now the owner wouldn't tell you this, but this is something you can use. On a scale of 0 to 10, 0 being no pain, 10 being so excruciating, the animal is demanding to be released from its body right now. Where is she Mm. on the pain scale? Somewhere between a 6 and an 8. Okay, and then the owner asks, is that all day or just now and then? 
I get that it fluctuates through the day. Okay, very good. So does she tend to have uh, a higher pain read in the morning or evening? I get the evening. Okay, okay. I get the morning, but I do get. I also get, Andy, that it does depend on the day. So I'm getting morning for one day. You're probably getting evening for the next day. So yeah, I did get morning too, and then and then evening flashed in. So I said, well, then maybe it's the evening. But yeah, it could be both. Okay. Yes. Yes. In this for this dog, it does oscillate. Yeah. Okay, very good. So I've got the owner's actual questions via. She sent to me via email in advance, not that they all have, uh-huh. but she did. So I'm going to word uh-huh. it the way she worded it. So when I pet her, does it hurt anywhere? Well, in in on the hips, in the back, towards the tail, mm-hmm. the end. Okay, that's correct. Good. Um, and now this is me asking you a question, Andy. There is another location along her vertebral column, so the backbone. Okay, remember it starts mm-hmm. at the base of the skull, goes all the way to the tip of the tail, and runs the entire length. I want you to sense it, feel it, scan it, whatever the universe tells you. Um, where is it really stiff? I get like um, around the neck area, heading down, and then I do get the back area again towards the end. Okay, okay, good. Um, those both are correct. There's some stiffness there. There's even more stiffness in the region that is feel the the backbone section where um, it's the section behind the last rib and in front of where the pelvis connects. Yeah, well, that would probably be about, yeah, where I was thinking. About what you were describing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you pretend to be in her body for a moment and you imagine this dog running, can you feel the lack of flexibility there? Oh, yes. Okay, good. All right. So next owner's question. Does she like to be petted and hugged and talked to? I get yes. Okay. Now, yes to which of those questions? Oh, yeah. Well, yes, of course, to to being uh, (laughs) spoken to and um, petted, but not so much the the hugging. Well done. Now, owners are going to pose you multi-question, all-in-one sorts of questions, and you, as the ACer, need to pick it apart in order to get an answer on each from the animal. How many times does a human, you know, put a bunch of questions into one, pose it to, say, a speaker at a podium, and the speaker really only answers the last question? The part, yes. It yeah. happens a lot, and animals tend to do that too. They'll pick one of the three things because the owner is like, does she like to be petted and hugged and talked to? Well, the dog could answer yes, but which one is she answering to, right? So I like to say to the owner, okay, I'm going to break that apart because it's multiple questions. So I'll often say out loud, so the owner can hear, dog, do you like to be petted? Okay, yes. Dog, do you like to be hugged? Uh, no, not so much. Um, she feels it's confining, and her body hurts, so it doesn't always feel great. And do you like to be talked to? Uh, she does tell me yes, owner. Um, okay, good. 
So you see how I break it apart? The owners don't yeah. want to know to do that. Okay. Okay, so here's my question, again, for you to ask the universe. How much physical touch or touchy-feeliness does this dog really need to be satisfied in her world? I get not much. It's more of um, wanting a presence around her. Exactly. Exactly. And I had said that to the owner. She's really not a touchy-feely kind of girl. You know, minimal is all she needs, and it's really about hanging out with you, which is your, your words of being presence, you know, mm-hmm. presence with the others. Absolutely. And the owner's like, oh, yeah, that's her, that's her. She's, she doesn't mm-hmm. require a lot of touch. She walks away. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so their next question. When she barks and whines and snaps her mouth, is she wanting more cookies or is it something else? No, I get that it's related to the pain. Okay. So what I, when the owners gave me that, I said to the owners, I'm really unclear on that question. Um, what time of day is she doing the sparking and whining and snapping? Is it when the cookies are nearby? I said, because here I said to the owners, here's the thing: I, as a communicator, need to clearly understand the question myself and the kind of you know angle of it or components of it in order for me to present it to her in a way that she knows what you're what you're really asking. So the owner okay. said, oh, okay, well, yeah, she does this thing in the evening time only, where she goes outside her one last time, she comes back in, and the cookie jar, dog cookie jar, is sure always on the counter where it is 24 seven but she will be calm for a while and then she'll start working up into you know whining and barking and snapping her mouth at us and so we've just been giving her cookies but we don't know if it's always she's wanting a cookie because sometimes we give her a cookie and then she goes quiets down and then a few minutes later she gets up and does it again and we didn't know if it was that or something else Hmm. so in this case Andy it's not about the pain so I'm going to have you go back now that you know a little bit more I'm not getting anything. Okay. So I'm probably trying too hard. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I'm going to have you rephrase it then. So when okay. I don't get anything, I rephrase things for the universe or in the, you know, the dog. Rephrase it this way. So universe, is this dog doing this behavior because she wants cookies or is she just wanting more food in general in her stomach? I get wanting more food and wanting more yes. food. Yes. Now, we're going to ask another independent question just to get greater clarity around that answer you just received. So ask the universe, so truth, is she hungry at the hour that she's doing this behavior? I get yes. Yes, she is. So ask the universe, how many cookies does this dog usually desire, may not always get, but desire at least from the owner in an average evening period? I felt my brain kick in. <laughs> Why give a dog so many cookies? <laughs> okay, I know, I know. You've got to go with what you get. I know it sounds okay. odd, but you're probably right. What did you get? Four. Okay, I got seven when I asked this question oh, wow. about the dog. 
Holy I, just, I was like, you know, I'm getting three to seven, and gosh, seven's an awful lot. And I asked the dog, why do you want seven? She says, because I'm hungry in the evening. I just uh-huh. want some food in my belly. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Okay, so would you educate an owner that, you know, if the dog is wanting more and more cookies, that that's a signal of yeah. hunger? I mean, yeah. why would you want to give a dog so many cookies? Right, Unless, right. you know, I don't know. No. The, the most cookies the dog would ever get out of the owner every night was three big cookies. Now, the cookies were uh-huh. big because she's a borzoi. But right. But she would get three, and she's like, sometimes she keeps asking beyond three, and I just refuse that way because, yeah. yes, I, the owner, say, there shouldn't be a need for more than three cookies. So, yes, I did educate the owner, okay, here's really what the situation is. This dog is hungry in the evening. She'd uh-huh. be happy with cookies, but I'm also hearing from her she'd be happy with another meal instead. Yeah, okay, she's, good. She's wanting to fill her belly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question, owner asks, she never gives up begging for cookies until we cut her off. Does she love cookies rather than food, which is the same ingredients? Oh, that question wasn't clear. What do you mean the same ingredient? The gotcha. Same. So the owner makes the food and makes the cookies, and oh. they have the exact same ingredients in them. One is cookie-formed, and one okay. is food. So what does okay. she prefer, the cookies or the food? I guess she prefer the food. Okay, okay. So when I asked her that question, I had got that she preferred the cookies. And when I asked her why, since they were exactly the same thing, she said, because I like to get something from my person. The act of giving made oh. her feel Okay? Yeah. But honestly, okay. it's the same ingredients. All right? And good job asking me. Can you clarify? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So next question the owner posed. When she sleeps, is she comfortable? I got yes for the most part. Okay. And how about this question? So as she gets ready to sleep, is she comfortable? Uh, I get yes when she finds the position, comfortable position. Okay. Now ask the universe to show you what this dog does in order to find the right position. Just a general question. Well, I get that he's, she, circles, she circles around um, until she can get down. Okay, good, good. That's definitely part of it. Now, again, I'm going to ask you another expansive question just so you can gather more information on the whole scenario. So her just average bedtime routine of circling, laying down, how long does she stay down before she gets up again and finds a different spot? I got that it varies. Sometimes it could be a couple of hours, sometimes less, sometimes more. Very good. And ask the universe, how often in a night does she do this up and down? Is it every night or just now and then? I get every night. Uh-huh. How many times in a night before she truly goes into a sleep? Mm-hmm. 
and I get again it varies on on um, the night or what happened during the day so I get sometimes three sometimes more very good so I get three on average okay that's correct good job cool so the owners were seeing this too which is why they asked the question when she sleeps is she comfortable when they posed that to me I said to them do you really mean when she's getting ready to sleep is she comfortable or do you really truly mean when she's out of it and they're like oh no no as she's getting ready to go to sleep I was like oh okay huh. Two very different questions. Um, you'll, as you continue to work with people, you, your own self, will be like, I don't get that question. Give me, a, Make it clear. Or there will be times where you'll be like, okay, I've heard this question enough over the years. Uh-huh. That I think you mean this versus this, but let me double check with you, owner. Okay? Okay. Okay. So, good. You, you got huh. every, every component of what you got was correct, Andy. I just wow. broke it down for you so you could see the bigger picture. Okay. Right. Okay. Cool. So next That's question, nice. owner asks, does she like to go outside? I got yes. Okay. Under what circumstances? Oh, okay. So that's not a clear question to me. Um, so... Um, Is this a dog who likes to go out? There's some dogs that love the great outdoors 24-7. Or, you know, they're they're a house dog, but they really just love being outside. Is she one of those? I don't know that she likes being inside. Yes. So, good. Now, remember, every question is independent of every other. You can't base this this question off what you just heard. So, the owners then ask, well, is she a hermit or a homebody then? Oh, I can't know. She felt, well, a homebody, but not a hermit. Okay, okay, homebody, yes. Yes, she loves being inside. Okay. Now, the owners had then said to me, yeah, we've noticed that over the years. There was a time, though, when she was young and spry, since we live on a golf course, she would go out and run and run and run free for like a half an hour on end and come back panting. But she's not done that for many years. She really seems to prefer indoors versus outside these days. Okay? So, you know, I, that didn't come through, you know, when mm-hmm. I answered that question. And I don't think the owners were honestly expecting to hear that, that difference, you know, that comparison. Had I asked the dog or had they posed, you know, how does she feel about the outside these days compared to when she was in her prime? Now that mm-hmm. type of question would have given me more of the comparison of where she is now versus in the past, mm-hmm. which okay. is fine. Okay. I pose this to you, I offer this to you, Andy, because here's what you're going to find with some owners. They ask a question, you give them the answer, and then they come out of the blue with, oh, well, I thought the animal would say X, Y, and Z because they used to do this. And you often Uh have to explain to the owners, okay, but we didn't ask about them in the past. I, the ACRM, am posing these questions to them in the present. And then Mm -hmm. the owner's like, oh, okay, I, I I didn't know that. So sometimes okay. owners expect to hear certain things or they're wanting to hear something. And okay. you have to clarify, you know. Okay. All right. Is she happy with my husband and myself? Okay. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
When she lays in pants with her head up, what's she thinking? Is she okay? Uh, I get yes. Okay. To which question? The is she okay part? Oh, oh, I see. Oh, were they too? Oh, I thought when she you were asking when her head is up panting, is she okay? Is that gotcha. one question? Oh, I'm going to re re I'm just okay. I'm just reading it verbatim. So how they wrote oh, okay. it? When she lays in pants with her head up, what's she thinking? Is she okay? Oh, okay. Well, she she is okay. And um, what's she thinking? Let me. I got how much she loves her surroundings. Okay, okay. Yes, there are moments where she's just like, oh, I love being here. I'm just yeah. content. Yeah. Yep. Is she thinking all the time? No. Yeah, and that's what I told the owners. I said, yeah, she's yeah. usually just pretty content, just hanging out. But she's not always thinking in that moment. And then I'd explain the owner on how people are used to thinking all the time, <laughs> but animals not so much. Right. <laughs> Okay. Right. Then the owner had asked the follow-up question, I sometimes wonder if she's in pain. Is she in pain then when she's panting? I, I got, no. Okay. So when I'd asked that, I got a different answer. I did hear yes. There okay. were times she was oh. really uncomfortable, and panting was just kind of a her way of okay. expressing it, like a human would say, would whine or say, ouch, 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 and she's just oh. panting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So she loves looking out at nothing, the owner writes, looking listless or looking at me. Now, the owner didn't pose it as a question. So what would you do that if they commented that to you? She loves looking out at nothing, looking listless or looking at me. Oh, I, I don't know. Would you go and get confirmation to see if anything was different from that? That's definitely one route you could take. You could go uh-huh. that route, and that's certainly logical. Uh-huh. Um, or you could do a different route. You could say to the owner, um, do you have a question, a specific question around that? Okay. Okay. I'm just making a note of that. Okay. So do you want me to see if there's something that comes up? Yeah, well, how would you handle that if the owner made that comment to you? Which direction do you want to take it in? Oh, I would probably, um, um, I would, well, let's see. Well, it might be different each time, but I think I would go in and ask the the animal um, if what their uh, owner just, you know, said, and I would repeat it, how they feel about that, and maybe give a reply. Excellent. Good. So if that's what you'd normally do, then go that route, see what the universe says. Again, yes, I, I just she just enjoys her surroundings. Yes. Well done. This is accurate. Very, very good. Cool. All right. That was one of the owner's questions. Um, and let me just scan here, universe, anything else we need Andy to ask. Um, okay. So ask, ask the universe 
So does this dog want to stay in body at this time? I get, yes, it's still enjoying being with the family. Absolutely. Good job. Cool. (laughs) All right. So we'll let go of all information around snow. And how was that? How did that feel, that flow? Um, Much easier. (laughs) Really? Now what made it easier? Um, Maybe because I'm used to more of a universal connection. Um, oh. Well, that's not true because um, when I, I mean I work with humans, um, I don't know. It just seemed more, more expansive, more more energy coming in. Okay. Um, type of thing. Very or maybe I'm just now getting used to telling myself to be go easy. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> last year, last week I was saying I was I make it so much harder than it is. Yes. Yeah, so let it be easy. Well done. Yeah. And do you yeah. see how the, the the universe knows all the answers of how this animal would answer? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so why wouldn't you do that all the time, or or mix it? Absolutely. I'll I'll tell you why. Let's pretend that you're the the cat, okay, and I'm the ACR, uh-huh. and your owner says, um, "Would you do an animal communication session with my animal?" And if the ACR receives the questions from the owner. And sitting in the presence of the cat, but gleans all the information from the universe, how would you, the cat, feel? Oh, goodness, yes, you're right, left out. Yeah. Ignored, sure. Yep, exactly. Okay. And the owner's really there. They want, they want to talk with their pet. You know, okay. they, they don't, one, they don't always understand you going to the universe for answers. Um, and, and two, they're like, well, I didn't want a psychic reading about my pet. I wanted to communicate with my pet. That's why it's called animal communication. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh-huh. Good. Okay. Good, good, good. Oh. Um, but you can ask, so in those situations where you don't necessarily have the okay to communicate with a certain animal, but you still feel there's something you need to know or want to know, you know, maybe for your own enlightenment or whatever, you can always go to the universe and ask. Okay. You know, then you're not stepping on the owner's toes or the animal's toes. Okay. All right, cool. So let's go back, and I've got to bring up those pictures again. Who do you want to work with next? Oh, let's let's do Lewis. Okay. All right. So Lewis is a living cat. His information is there. So five-year-old male ragdoll cat. He had been living in the house since he was a kitten. Okay. He happens to live with a dog who's friendly to him, um, as well as a second dog who lives in the house that he never interacts with um, because it's a hunting dog and owned by the the father, the husband, and that dog lives in a separate room in the house. So oh. the wife and the wife comes to me, and she's on the call with her 12-year-old daughter, who is the technical owner of Lewis, and she says to me, this cat has been peeing on and off for probably uh, months now on top of the cabinet located in the area of the room where I keep the litter box. Why is he doing this? Okay. And then, again, so you would ask specific questions about how frequently do you change the litter and all that Not kind of stuff. Yet, and, I didn't. I, okay. You could, but, you know, uh-huh. I wanted to get the 
that in and itself is a question. So, no, I didn't go for the details yet. I just asked the cat, okay, what's going on here? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And and what about medical? Did you say you're sure it's not a um, urinary tract infection or anything like that? Nothing. Um, that would be logical to ask, but in this case, no, I didn't go that direction either. Not not until later okay. questioning. Okay. Okay. So I said okay. to the cat, okay, here's what you just said, you, you, what you just heard your owner. Me and the cat were already connected. We uh-huh. connected as soon as I got on the call. So I asked the owner, what's your first question? She explained, you know, he's been peeing for a couple months and on top of the cupboard. Why is he doing this? So the cat heard the question in this case of what the owner posed. So in this case, I didn't repeat it. I just let that okay. question stand on is. It was clear enough to me. So I wanted to see off the top of the you know, off the top of the cat's head, what he would remark on that. Okay. I'm just writing. Okay. All right. So what does the universe say? Oh, now I have all these preconceived ideas in my head. Oh, get rid of them. Okay, (laughs) yes, so no problem. Take a deep breath and draw. I thought that he was feeling lonely and left out. Okay, okay. So you're the ACer now. You could let the owner ask another question, or you could follow that thread that the cat just gave you, because obviously there's something there. So what would you want to ask the cat next yourself? To explain a little further about... um, why he's he's feeling like that. Well done. Good. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, I got that. There was something going on with the... the um, Oh, I forgot what you said. There was another animal in the house. Not the not the dog that's in another room. Okay. I the, forgot what it was. The, the family dog? The, the yeah, one that's the family that dog. Okay. Yeah. So I and will so, tell you there is something up with this cat, but it's not with the family dog. And okay. let me tell you who people-wise, it's one of the people, okay? There's the wife who called his person, who's the 12-year-old daughter who was on the same phone as the owner. There was the husband who was at work during the call. And then there's a a 19-year-old older daughter who's, you know, in and out of the house because she's of, I guess, high school Uh age. Okay. I, I get that his person um, just isn't around as much as she used to be. Okay. So that was a small piece of it, yes, and that was brought up during the session. Okay. okay. Um, so what is he seeking in order to be satisfied with his relationship with his person? Well, 
that she spend more time with him like she used to with brushing him and and petting him. Okay, very good. He wanted more attention. You're right. Brushing, petting. Um, he even wanted more playtime with her. So that was a component. Good. Now, I want you to go through, and this is good practice for you, and it's something I will do sometimes with situations like this. I will go through and ask the cat, what's your relationship like with the wife, with your person, the 12-year-old girl, with the 19-year-old daughter, and with the husband? Hmm, okay. Now I get that. Um, he, he's not close with the father. Correct. Now ask him, how does the husband interact with you? I got he hardly interacts at all. There is none. Well done. And the wife had asked me during the session, well, how does he feel about how my husband talks to him? I got he finds him abrupt and unloving. Very good. And then the owner explained to me, yeah, we all love this cat, but my husband, he calls him stupid. He doesn't have a use for him. He He's rude to him. He doesn't hit him or, you know, bother right. his body, but he, he does say verbal, you know, abuse, you know, to the cat. Wow. And we have kind of been thinking that Lewis hasn't liked that. So ask Lewis. Now that's what the owner says. That was her opinion, that Lewis doesn't like it. Find out how Lewis really feels about it. I get that it... it, it Oh, how do I word it? Um, he, it? He doesn't care about it, what he says. It's more that he just um, senses and feels the, the, um, the, the unloving nature of this man. Excellent. You're right. This cat was kind of like, well, I really don't like it, but I'm actually fine with it. It's not like it's harming me. It's not hurting me, okay? So ask the universe, what percentage, okay, out of 100%, what percentage of the litter box issue is attributed by this man? I got none. Yes, okay, I had gotten something like 10%. Okay, which is yeah. close to none, okay? Small. So yes, the yeah. number is good. Do you see how small it is? Yeah. Okay, that's my point. Good. So that's not the reason for the litter box issue. Not much of it, if at all, anyway. Okay, go, go back to the universe. Pretend you're asking the cat again. Then why aren't you using your litter box, cat? Well, I, it was a simple answer, just it's not being um, cleaned out as much as it should be. Excellent. Yes, it was a simple answer in this case. Oh, now, very good. Now, ask the cat, 
this. The owner says to me, because I, I said, he's also complete, so it's not clean enough. You're not keeping up on it in a way that she desires. And then I right. clarified with the cat what that looked like for him. So go ahead and ask him, how, how should a litter box be cleaned, you know, in your ideal world, Lewis? <laughs> well, I got to at least take the poop out. <laughs> okay, good, yeah. This cat yeah. wanted it cleaned basically every time he eliminated, yeah. especially number two. You're right. Yeah. Uh. So then ask the cat this. How do you feel about the box itself? Oh, I got that it's confining. It's too small. Yes, I heard that too. And ask him how he feels about the sides of the box and their height. I got that they're too high. Very good. So when I got that same thing, I said to the owner, he really doesn't like his box. He's complaining it's too tight. He wants to be a clean cat, and he can't really turn around easily, and the sides are too high. He feels very confined. What kind of box owner are you using? Okay, it's okay to ask questions of the owner. It saves Uh time. So I I then heard her say, well, we've been using cardboard boxes where we cut a hole in the front, and then we cover the whole thing with a plastic bag. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. Okay, but so... You can't assume that an animal doesn't like that, but what I did then was I went back knowing that much and said to the cat, how do you feel about that plastic bag? He he hates the feel of it. Yes. His nails and everything get caught on it. Yes, good. So he doesn't Do they like put the kitty litter in it? They did, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> they did. Now, ask him, how about the odor coming from the soiled plastic bag? I got too strong. Yes, for his sensitive nose it was. Yeah. So what I had gotten the sense of, and I didn't say it to the owner, but I was like, you know, I'm getting the sense, thinking to myself, I'm getting the sense that these people just let it get dirty and dirty and dirty, and then they take the whole plastic bag, wad it up, and throw it out in the garbage and put a new one in. And yeah. so I like, oh, my God, they're not scooping it. So I, I educated them on what he wanted and what made for a good box for him. Oh, good. So go back to the original question. Why was he peeing and pooing on the cabinet? Why the cabinet? I got just to get their attention to do something. Exactly. I said to the owner, please don't be mad at him. He doesn't have verbal speech like you do. This is his way of trying to get you to see there's a problem. He's getting your attention and asking for help. You're right, Andy. Well done. Yeah. Now, the wife was totally cool with everything. She and the daughters love this cat. They adore this cat. Oh, good. Now, yeah, yeah, so they're very <laughs> willing to work with him. Um, and I did educate the owner on, I said, 
Listen, you know, I don't know if your husband is open to animal communication or not, but, you know, it might be food for thought if you offered him, say, you know, Lewis, I talked with an animal communicator today, and even if you don't believe what was said, it did come up that Lewis feels that you don't always speak kindly to him. If you can't say something nice, can we at least ask you to be neutral towards Lewis? Um, Because we're trying to solve the litter box issue, and even though it didn't feel like that was, you know, the major part of the problem, Mm -hmm. in this case it wasn't the problem really at all, but (laughs) you could just say we're we're still wanting to create um, a loving, kind environment so this cat can relax and do what he needs to do and use the box. Can you help with that? You know, the average husband who doesn't believe in AC would grumble, might say, I don't believe the cat really said that, or she and the owner would say, well, listen to the recording. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) um, point being, the owner will probably chew on it, even if they never admit that it could possibly be true, and they may change their behavior. It gives them a a, a new path to choose if they want Uh to at least go into, Uh I'm not going to talk to the cat, period, then, which is Uh sometimes better than nothing. Okay. So you as the animal communicator, and without judgment or going further into it, just I'm asking you, does your mind start to wonder about what this family is like? I do have occasionally thoughts like that, yeah. Um, And, you know, I I do my best to stay as neutral as possible to stay away from those thoughts. But, you know, I'm human, Andy, and I'm so not perfect. And, you know, yes, those things do creep in now and then. But, you know, here's the thing. If I go into my judgment about how things are or are not, yeah. or they're good or bad for this animal, then I am no, not of service to anybody. I try yeah. to keep in mind that even when working with difficult people or people where, I mean, I would never personally give my cat a cardboard box and put a plastic bag and let it, you know, heap up until <laughs> it's garbage. Uh-huh. I just wouldn't do that, you know. But then again, yeah. I know a lot about cats, and maybe people don't. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I yeah. keep in mind, you know what? They came to me for a session, which means they yeah. came to gain insight and ask for help. Right. Maybe and that they that they've been doing the absolute best they know how and with all the knowledge they have, and that may be limited knowledge. Yeah. So um, would you have maybe said something, or, you know, me, I always put my foot in my mouth sometimes, to her, you know, to say to her husband, well, if you can't do it for the cat, you know, do it for me, you know, type of thing? Yeah, you could say that, and I would say it nice and light and easy because well, you yeah. never know how defensive <laughs> the wife could be about her husband. Yeah. In this case, she yeah. wasn't defending him at all. <laughs> um, okay. She the best <laughs> point of view, but, but you never know. And sometimes people will surprise you at their reaction to what you say. So I like to say things nice and light. And there are times where I feel like I'm put in a difficult position where I'll be like, I want, I want to say the, the, cat, the animal's honest words. Your, your, your cat thinks he's a dick. Okay, but I can't say that, Andy, because that's not, <laughs> you know, it's not proper. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. instead, I will lighten it. I'll be like, you know, your cat really doesn't jive with your husband the way he's treating him. It makes him feel, <laughs> and I'll give the, the cat's opinion, X, Y, and Z. So I will still get the information across that there is a dislike that this cat is picking up from the husband without uh-huh. judging or pointing a finger or saying your husband is this way. Okay. <laughs> okay. I oh, figure, you know, when the owner really knows how her husband is, and yeah. if she knows yeah. I'm watering it down, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, yeah, it says something for her that she reached out to you, so that so she's loving. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's good. Wow, I like this one, this day. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one more question for Lewis, just so you could get an inkling of of Lewis's personality. Do you get a sense of how outgoing or shy or where is this cat in the realm of wanting to hang out with the people who do appreciate him? I, I I get that um, he's not much of a family cat. You know, he's his presence is there, his people are there. Um, when he wants something, he you know goes to them. But really, he's on his own. Okay, okay. So what you're picking huh. up is the accuracy of he has an independent streak. He doesn't yeah. always have to be with his people. That's correct. Um, uh-huh. And I had described it as I did sense him as being pretty outgoing, and I said he really wants to hang out with you guys in the same room. Doesn't mean he always wants to be touched. Okay. Okay. Um, and the owners were like, "Yeah, tell us about it." We go to pet him, and we'll pet him a few times, and then he turns around and bites us. What's that about? So it did oh. lead into something else. <laughs> but you're right. Oh, okay. He has a presence there, and he likes to hang out, but not necessarily touchy feely. Okay. So okay. go to the universe. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go to the universe and ask, "What's that?" biting that he's doing regarding touch about just his way of letting them know it's time to stop yes yeah good all right so the owner had asked well the 12 year old owner the little Uh girl lily she's like can you please tell him to stop waking me up at night because he is interrupting my sleep, and I have school the next day. And when he does it too many times in a given night, I have to put him outside my door and close the door. Does he understand why I do that? Now, the daughter gave me exactly that. Tell him this. You know, um, can you tell him? To, yeah, tell him to do this. And does he understand why I put him outside the door? And I have school, so she did some explaining there. And all of that was presented to me. What would you do with that? How would you present that to the cat, Andy? Well, I'd, I'd um, relay, see if he heard her, and then, um, or relay it, um, what her, you know, house rule is or, or her wishes are um, and how she's feeling about it, and ask him why it is that he's doing it. Excellent. Good. And you included the very important component of why are you doing it in the first place. Sometimes uh-huh. owners come to you, I'll say Sears, and they're like, just tell them to stop. And they don't uh-huh. even think to ask, well, why is he doing it in the first place? That's a question you as an ACer never want to leave out because what I've found is that you need to hear the animal out because from their perspective, it's very legit. Sometimes from their cultural perspective, it's very legit. And they need to be heard. And then I like to hear them out, relay the, you, the um, person's perspective on why it's a problem, and then point out a possible solution or, you know, here's a suggestion, Cat, and what you can do instead. Okay? And, you know, then I say your people really would like you to stop this. Very good. Cool. Good. Good. All right. So let's uh, let go of the universe. Okay. And the the quick and short answer, had you asked, it comes down to this cat just loved his girl so much. He liked attention in the middle of the night. (laughs) It wasn't about feeding him. It wasn't about, you know, getting (laughs) up and walking around. It was about he just wanted attention. So, oh, jeez. <laughs> which he so was part missing during the day, you see. Oh. I don't know. Oh, I sure. haven't heard from them. Oh. I haven't heard okay. back yet. That's funny. Do you ask for feedback from people, you know, if you're trying to do behavior or, you know, rules or something um, to get back to you at a later time to see if it helped? 
Yeah, it depends. Um, there was a time in my early days I asked everybody by sending an email, usually roughly two to three weeks afterwards. And uh-huh. then I got bored of doing that because, you know, I, I asked and I read something on, I don't know, what a Penelope Smith sites is like, as an ACer, you shouldn't be asking for, um, asking owners for confirmation or feedback to build up your confidence. So I had to really sit with, okay, I know I was asking uh-huh. you for the confidence thing because I was still new at doing it professionally. So I was like, all right, uh-huh. I'll stop that. So these days, I'll just say to them at the end, I'd love to hear how things turn out. So if you want to send me an email in the next couple of weeks, that would be awesome. Okay. And I hear back from maybe 10 to 20% of the clients will actually do that. Life gets busy. People move on. If I'm okay. really curious, I will send an email out to an owner like, hey, I was thinking about you and your pet. How are things going? Okay. So for oh, where over the time I can just – do I have time for one quick question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, for something that someone calls about wanting a behavior change or, you know, something, um, I suppose either um, they, if, if it wasn't working or something, they might call you back for another session. But are there times that, you know, sometimes it'll work great for, with some animals and then other times with a different family or whatever, it just doesn't? Yes, exactly, because the dynamics of every situation, how beings relate to each other, how they word things, what they say, and what they choose to do with the information after the conversation, it's totally in their ballpark. It's in the animals and the people's ballpark. You as the ACer are there to listen to relay and shed light to both sides on whoever needs to know what's going on for who. And to sure, help troubleshoot if it feels right by offering suggestions but the work and the change and the choice of all that comes down to those involved, and that's okay. not your realm. And I will tell people, they'll be like, you know, we talked to my cat two weeks ago, and not much has changed. And I'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, if you're wanting to have another session with them, we can see where they stand now. Um, and sometimes I'll, get, I'll recheck with these animals, and the animals will be like, she's still not doing X, Y, and Z. And I'll say to the owner, are you doing the suggestions of X, Y, and Z that we heard last time? They would be like, uh, no, I just kind of uh-huh. thought talking with them would be enough. People are just lazy and they don't want to do the work. And I'll uh-huh. explain to them okay. how important being a leader for the animal is. If you're okay. the owner not willing to change, people are better at change a lot of times than animals are. Animals can get set in their ways. Now, people can too, but animals are usually more willing to adapt to whatever change occurs in the environment. Uh-huh. So, owner, you need to change X, Y, and Z so we can see how the animal's going to respond because they're probably going to adapt to the new situation, but you haven't offered them a new situation yet. <laughs> okay. So they're doing the same okay. old, same old because so are you. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Yeah, and that's pretty much, I, you know, did two separate sessions with people, and one of them who I know really works well with them had the changes, and then the other ones didn't do a damn thing, excuse my language, and, and yeah. wanted the changes. You know, they expected me to just control the animal, you know. Yeah. So that's good. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. This feel is responsible Thank for you. that latter pair. Yeah, don't feel yeah. responsible there. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right, Andy. So next All time right. I want us to work with your animals, if you feel ready for that. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask about that. That's great. Okay. Yeah. 
So what I'll need is um, at least 24 hours before the session, send me the photographs of living your past pets that have belonged to you. Um, doesn't matter who you choose. Choose who you're drawn to. And um, no need to send me the questions in advance, but do you have either in your mind or written down on paper questions you want to ask because it will look like both of us tune into your pet and then you ask the question of the pet and I confirm for you if you're hearing correct or not. Oh, cool. Okay, that's great. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Right. And I think All it's right. Wednesday, right? Um, let me let me look. I know we covered it last yeah, time. I'm but pretty sure. I don't remember. I think, I think we I think went through this last week. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. But let me just yeah. double check. Yeah. So 9 a.m. Mountain Time, Wednesday, September 16th. Perfect. Okay. Great. And then I will the one speak to you following then. that will be back to Friday again on the 25th. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. I'll speak to you All Wednesday. Right. Have a good week. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.